guys and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And welcome to episode 30. Woo! It's like when you reach a milestone age, it's like a milestone amount of podcast episodes. It is exciting, although my excitement is tinged with a little bit of annoyance because it seems that every time we have one of these bits with something exciting to say in the bridge between hey guys and the weekly roundup it always falls on M's turn to start the episode and then I'm left with all of the odd ones like episode 29 so I would say sorry but I am not not. (laughs) so this is a milestone episode how have we managed to think of 30 main themes (laughs) honestly each week to week it feels like like such a monumentous task and yet sometimes they just like come to you yeah but other times it it's literally really feels difficult. impossible we actually had one of those weeks this week where we really couldn't decide what to do for the main theme and so we put out a question on instagram asking people for their opinions and it was really interesting to see what people want us to talk about yeah it's useful to know as well just like yeah. what you guys like to hear so if you ever do have a request for an episode even if we've not asked for it then you can always just yeah, drop definitely us a dm us because behind the scenes we are stressing about <laughs> what we're going to talk about in the main and theme nice to know like have a little have a little chat get together as a group and exactly. just see what we want to talk group. about so yeah so i feel like it's kind of nice that episode 30 is a kind of listener chosen main theme i love that that's like an accidental win so that's one high <laughs> of this episode but what has been your high and low of this week Okay, so my high of this week has been some new earrings that I got. Nice. Um, I've been wearing... Hashtag ad. <laughs> it is not an ad for this <laughs> podcast, though it is on YouTube. But I got some earrings from Anna Louisa, um, and I am in love with them. I used to wear earrings all of the time, and then I think some point throughout lockdown I just kind of stopped wearing them as much as my general outfits selection dwindled down to just like leggings and uh yoga vest tops and essentially just like <laughs> loungewear and I feel the like best um, wear. I, I did enjoy that for a time but also like towards the end of lockdown I was a bit over it and I just kind of felt like my appearance was a bit like meh and I just wasn't like vibing I wasn't excited anymore and I feel like I've got a new pair of jeans as I mentioned a couple of episodes ago and now some new earrings and I just feel like a whole new person so that's definitely my high of the week just because it has jazzed up my face and the kind of dangly so I just <laughs> just shaking my, my face <laughs> I really do feel like they have um, and I'm just vibing with them now my low of this week I had a pretty good week aside from being really tired so I didn't think that was worthy of being my yeah, low of really week. hot and tired I think we're so, done with the sun <laughs> yeah I, I don't think that was worthy enough of being my low so I've kind of got something a little bit silly now um our friend Sarah came round to my house for oh my god you pointed at the floor and I really thought there was a spider <laughs> oh, do that sorry. again just got a hole in my sock that literally I nearly died that's sorry. my new low of the week you almost gave me a heart attack <laughs> if there was a spider on the floor I would have just casually pointed and well, laughed I don't know it happened so often in your room that I thought maybe you desensitised to it now <laughs> no no spider sorry <laughs> thank god for that um our friend Sarah came round to my house for dinner at some point last week and I was singing. Um, you know the song L is for the way you look at me? Yeah. And um, I was making that song for various things like in the house. So I made one for Gatsby. Um, can't remember what the words were, but it was like G is for, oh, you know. Okay, yeah. um, and I tried to do one for my own name and I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> How did you spell it? forgot the first A so I just so did C-I-R-A oh and I was like you are one of those people that you hate that spell your name <laughs> I literally name spelled wrong. my own name wrong and I realised um, and so A was for and I've actually spelled my name wrong so <laughs> <laughs> and that was my low of the week so just a trivial one but yeah 
I need to learn how to spell my own name again. <laughs> what a faux pas. I know. Not a vibe also. Not the a vibe. were a vibe. The name spelling was not. Not a vibe. I hate myself right now. <laughs> okay, let's move back <laughs> onto the high. <laughs> I feel like an, a tiny communal high yeah. is that we've just been on a walk and we got prepped together. It was we went so on a walk by the nice. river. And now we're recording in person again. Considering we were so excited to record in person, this is only the mm-hmm. second time we've done it. No, we've been quite busy and I feel yeah. like we've been struggling to find our slots. We just like to yeah, steal definitely. time whenever we can. We had an evening today that we could both fit in and yeah it was nice i'm excited i'm glad that we did this tonight i feel like it's been a good reset after working from home all day Mm. going on a walk with a friend and getting a coffee slash hot chocolate because i'm a baby and i got a chai latte (laughs) so no coffee (laughs) for us um is a good thing to do after the work day absolutely um so my high of the week i feel like i have two things that i could do but i'm gonna i'm gonna mention them both anyway one i'll just mention later so my high of the week (laughs) hasn't even been released yet but I saw on social media, and actually several of you messaged me to say, have you seen this on social media? Oh. That the three women from One Tree Hill are oh. starting a podcast together called Drama Queens. Nice. So it's Hilary Burton, Sophia Bush, who I always mention because she is just the love of my life. <laughs> Sorry if that's creepy, Sophia. And also <laughs> Bethany Joy Lenz. So that is Hayley, Brooke, and Peyton from One Tree Hill. They are starting a podcast together, which is just a beautiful, a beautiful existence. I'm so Um, excited. That's very exciting. And you've just kind of reminded me that this week I saw on YouTube, it's not super recent, but I've never come across it before. I don't know if you ever watched 90210. No, but I want to watch that. Oh, it's so good. Is it? Uh, But I like it. Okay, we are going to start that next week because we won't have Made in Chelsea anymore. Okay, yeah, that's 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 90210. But um, two of the main characters from that um, who were at the beginning of the show not really friends, um, the actresses from that have a podcast together now, which I just thought was really fun. I love it when new podcasts come out and this is actually my dream combination of people it really is like, like your li- ideal it podcast. is my dream <laughs> podcast and people messaged me about it and i was just saying to you that i needed a new podcast to listen to like when i'm on the treadmill yeah and this could be it so that's my high of the week and my low of the week is, is hay fever oh my oh, goodness i yeah. can't believe like every year i just can't believe i'm taken down by pollen like it's really, it really impacts really me. Sad. Like I, I have the you know the holy trinity. I have the hay fever tablets, nasal spray. Nice. <laughs> That's really sexy. Nice <laughs> there. And eye drops. And I swear it hits me like a ton of bricks every single year. And I feel like it stops me being my best self. So. That's my moment of dramatic. It's, it's one of those things that's like, it seems so minor, but when it hits you, it hits oh, hard. Gosh. And I can't believe that's not been wiped out by evolution yet. I mean, come <laughs> on. I'm such a weakling. I've been <laughs> taken down No, to be fair, I had a day um, this week. I was fine. The, in the morning, Jay had it really bad. And then I came back from the gym, went to the shed to get something out. And then when I came back inside, it was as if I just like gone into a parallel universe and I could not stop sneezing. And my it's face just awful. felt so heavy all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it makes like, you disgusting. tired as well. Really drowsy. And like we were sat outside, my, me and my housemates had a barbecue last night in the garden because when we moved into the house, there was no grass. So we <laughs> haven't been able to use the garden for six months, but it, the grass has grown Yay. and it's been mowed. So we had a barbecue and I was only able to be out there for about 20 minutes oh my so God. I was actually crying like I couldn't keep my eyes open so that's my low of the week I hate Definitely you worthy. Um, any other things to note from this week um, yes yeah, so while we're on the kind of topic of other fun podcasts I wanted to ask you if you have listened to the Wednesdays We Drink Wine podcast right okay so 
for anyone that doesn't know what this is, this is a podcast by um, Habs and Melissa, Melissa from, from Made in Chelsea. Chelsea. I have listened to it. I listened to the first two episodes. And I I pride myself on really being able to get into most podcasts, but I yeah. don't. I don't love it. Mm, interesting. So I listened to one episode while I was at the gym today, um, and it was an episode... Did you just was, click your finger? Yeah, I did a little bit. Oh. I just pushed it on my face and it clicked. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it was episode six, so I just thought... I didn't decide to start from the beginning. I just picked a random one that sounded interesting, and it was how to handle bitchy girls, um, which I just thought was interesting. They kind of reflected on like some school experiences and stuff, and that whole podcast is kind of like... Uh, weekly roundup and then straight into an agony ant section where they get sent dilemmas yeah. and things um and i really enjoyed it I've, I've only listened to that one episode but i do wonder if maybe they kind of got into the stride a little bit further yeah into the maybe season. i need to give it another go like i didn't not like it mm-hmm. but obviously one of my favorites is table manners things like that where there's yeah. gonna be such a good report is how's that how you say that report 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 between lenny and jesse on that one so i feel like going to that where it did feel a little bit awkward and scripted which is probably looking back how our first episode sounded yeah i think definitely <laughs> maybe give a, a later episode yeah to pick one that's a bit further on in the season because they are friends and obviously i feel like they definitely felt a bit more natural like the one i listened to yeah anyway. but um, maybe i need to give it another go and i, I did that. like how their boyfriends don't they, Jamie and... They have like a complaint of the week, yeah. Harry. Yeah, where they complain about them. I did like that bit, but yeah, no, I have listened to it and I need to give it another go. I thought you'd like it because you love Habs. I do love Habs, but I feel like I need to... If I'm going to give... Because podcasts, I always like choose them for some of my favourite times of day. So like maybe so you a walk or a treadmill that. and I want one that's going to make me feel that mm-hmm. joy. So mm. That's fair. Um... And the only other thing that I wanted to mention this week was that this week was a good reading week for me. Yeah. Um, we basically alternate between one good reading week and then like three bad reading weeks. So this was the good reading week. Congratulations to me for actually picking up a book. I read two books this week. I read... That is a lot. I know, for me especially. Like, considering that you go to the gym every single day, work five days a week, do this podcast... Do YouTube. How on, Well, not even just do YouTube. You have like four, five, six, <laughs> seven channels. Stop it. Uh, the fact that you've read two books. Oh, wow. Um, so... I have to account for the fact that one of them was an audiobook and I had a drive to Manchester and back in a day for work this week. So I listened to the audiobook of The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren on that um, drive. I didn't listen to the whole one because it's like nine hours, but that got me through a good chunk of the audiobook. So that was the first book that I read. And the second book was Where the Crawdads Sing. Interesting. Um, What did you think? Very, 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 very enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) It was very, very good. And I enjoyed it. It was different than what I expected. It was a lot sadder. um, Right. But really, really good. So I can see why it got so much hype. But yeah. Hmm, Good reading week. I read a really good book this week. I read... I've forgotten the name then. I read Friends and Strangers by J. Courtney Sullivan, yeah. which if you follow me on Instagram, I posted one of my favourite Instagrams it I posted a in really a while. Nice it was a good aesthetically pleasing pick. Uh, and I bought it completely off Bookstagram because I just kept seeing it everywhere and it was such a nice cover. Mm-hmm. And it actually really gave me um, the vibes of The Most Fun We Ever Had by Claire Lombardo mixed with like Conversations with Friends by Sally Ooh, Rooney. Ooh, those are two books that I love. I know, I know you love those books. <laughs> and yeah, no, it was a really great kind of character study book about two women at completely different stages of lives. One is a university student and one is a mother, like a mother that's just moved to a small town from New York City and mm-hmm. she's struggling to adapt. And she hires Sam, who was the university student, as her mm-hmm. babysitter. Okay. And it's about how their lives become entangled and they get involved with each other's lives. 
It was so good. I feel like I needed a really good five-star book to pull me out of my reading slump, mm -hmm. so I'm really, really glad that I read that this week. That does sound really good. I definitely want to read that soon. Yeah, I really, really think you'd enjoy it, so I'm definitely lending you that one, and I also want to just ask, because I can see it on your bookshelves, can I take The Switch by Beth O'Leary home today? Oh, finally! Yeah, I'm gonna read it. It's good enough for you, is it? <laughs> no, I've gonna... only been recommending it since I read it last autumn. Yeah, I just feel like I need to give it a go. So can I borrow that today? That yeah, is my read can. for this next week. But so only if you take home the Invisible Life of Addie Larue because oh, okay. I do yeah. not want that on my shelf I will anymore. Take that. It is yours. Okay, I will take it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, good reading week for us both. And then the final thing that I wanted to mention, which was almost my high of the week, but then Drama Queen's podcast just pipped it to the post, <laughs> is that on a Friday I took a flexi day, which yeah. we love. A flexi day anyway that's a mm -hmm. weekly high i was a bit jealous um, this week to be honest yeah no and i've taken one next tuesday i just feel like if you've got the flexi you've got to use it i'm gonna live your I'm best life so jelly yeah you don't do flexi you, you don't have, no we yeah. have flexi hours but not days. not flexi days yeah we can build them up and then take them so anyway it took a friday <laughs> and me and my boyfriend still feels weird Whoa. to say um we went on a road trip to a place called Robin Hood's Bay, which is like a really mm -hmm. lovely seaside town. Um, and I was going to say inn, but I actually realised I really don't know where it is, even though I did a it's geography in degree. North Yorkshire? North Yorkshire. Yeah, we'll go for that. Robin Hood's Bay is a little seaside town in North Yorkshire. It took us quite a while to drive up there, but then we went on a lovely walk on the beach. Beautiful. We went to this chocolate shop and bought really nice chocolate. Mm. And then we went and got fish and chips and sat in the sun. And it was just such a good day. Like, I just love it when you know you were meant to be in work, but actually you're on the, you're at the seaside eating fish and chips like what a yeah it's to a treat alive. to be off on what would normally be a work day is just like yeah. everything you do even you could do it on the weekend just yeah it feels like elevated it just feels so much nicer on a day where you know everyone else is in work <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely a high of the week I feel like it's been a good week and I feel much more energized to record I don't know if anyone noticed last week but we were feeling it last week we were so we were, tired we were, we were not only just tired but we, we were at the point of delirium I think yeah. last week um, and we even went out for coffee yesterday and I think we were at the opposite end of tired yesterday because we went out for coffee and I think said the least amount of words that we've, we've ever, ever said, said to, to each, each other. other yeah like we talked a lot on our walk today but yesterday I swear we only talked like like I said, like 10 words to no, each other. No, and I mean, a good like 10 minutes of the fact that we were in the cafe, you were posting an Instagram story, so we weren't really talking then either. And I just think neither of us had any of the energy to speak at all. <laughs> I've just... Something really funny has just happened. So I just posted an Instagram story <laughs> of us with our, coffee, with our keep cups by yeah. the river. Someone's messaged me saying, I spy a boy. Contrast between my pink nails, maybe. <laughs> and on that lovely note, that amusing note, let's move on to the main theme. <laughs> Goodbye from me, man hands. <laughs> Well, I'm still reeling from the fact that I've just been called man hands twice. But moving on to the main topic of this week, as we mentioned at the beginning of the weekly roundup, um, we were feeling a little bit stumped for ideas and just like, you know, there's so many topics to discuss here. Sometimes it can be hard to hone in on exactly what to talk about. So we decided to 
pass that responsibility <laughs> on to you guys. And someone asked us to talk about the topic of stress, how we handle stress, maybe some circumstances where we've dealt with really stressful situations. And I feel like that's very topical for just what this podcast is called, what it's yeah, all definitely. about. You know, balancing lots of different things can be stressful um, and it can be easy to get overwhelmed by the feeling of stress and I think often or at least in my experience when you're stressed in one area of your life it can then sort of overtake everything and so I think having some good stress management tools in place is just really helpful just in general but especially if you are a particularly busy person. Before I go in on our theme of the week, did you just click your toe? Stop clicking body parts on the podcast. Honestly, like, it's only when I'm with someone else that yeah, I Yeah, we're in person now. I can hear I realise, like, how much I click. I'm a clicky gal. A clicky gal. I'm a clicky gal with my hands. Stop. You're giving me a complex. No, definitely don't. I just think it was the angle. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) moving on to stress, I really like this topic idea because like you say, it is, I think we all encounter stress at every point in our lives. Like I can think of times in my life when I've been super stressed for a specific reason. Mm. And then I can also just think of like, I'm quite a stressy person. You know this. You (laughs) are. You stress all day long. I'm an overthinker and I do stress very easily and I very easily get overwhelmed. I think like I can. I, I never really call it stress. I call it like being overwhelmed, but I think it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And like a set of dominoes, like like you say, sometimes if you're stressed about one thing, the dominoes go down and you become stressed about everything. everything so I can yeah. definitely relate to this. Don't know if I have the best coping me- mechanisms for it since <laughs> I'm always stressed. Uh, but Kira might have some more wisdom to, um, to depart. depart. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah. I'm sure we'll all find out as I explore because I haven't planned anything here. So I'm just going to yeah. ad-lib, see what happens. But I did just think about it just right now as we're sat here recording about the word stress. And like, I can remember as a child, like hearing your parents talk about being stressed. And at the time, it felt like a very adult thing, like stress is something that happens when you're a grown up. But actually, and and I also kind of going back to that, think that that is something that adults use as a way to undermine and like belittle young people, um, kind of suggesting that your worries and anxieties and stresses are not valid. So first of all, I would just like to say that no matter like what experiences we talk about or what you might have heard other people talk about in terms of their stress, anything that gives you any anxiety, anything that you worry about, anything that causes your stress levels to increase is totally valid. And I wouldn't let your age or someone else having a quote unquote more stressful life put you off from trying to tackle your own stress or thinking that your stressful situation isn't stressful enough to use coping mechanisms, if that makes sense. Definitely. I feel like that is a really great way to talk yourself into being more stressed. So Yeah, definitely. I think you should always acknowledge stress and yeah. like validate it. I remember when I was, I think I was in primary school, so I was quite young and mm. that is the age when people say, oh, what have you got to be stressed yeah. about? I kept getting these really bad stomach pains mm-hmm. um, and we went to the doctor and she like examined me and she was like, you have got some of the strongest stomach muscles I have ever seen. <laughs> Do you worry about things? And 
I have always been this way. Like, yeah. I am just a warrior of life. Um, and I was, like, in primary school, a really, really big warrior. And I got stressed over the tiniest things. But also, I think when you're younger, yeah. you, everything seems, like, so... You, you don't understand it, so everything yeah, can be stressful. It can be, like, the smallest emotions are much more magnified when you are younger. Yeah. Because you don't have There's the so much ability you don't, to yeah. regulate yourself as much. Exactly. And yeah. she said to me, yeah, you've got really strong stomach muscles. And you are giving yourself stomach pains because you're worrying so much. So, yeah. Abs for days. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, stress, stress. <laughs> Anna, who knew? We've been wasting time at the gym, but we could have just been stressing out to get ripped. <laughs> so basically, allow yourself to get stressed because you'll be super fit. And <laughs> that would be advice. But yeah, I just think stress is so valid whenever and wherever you feel it. No one's experiences mm-hmm. are like. You, it's just not something you can compare. No. So, yeah, very good point to make. I'm glad you made so it. To speak. <laughs> it just kind of came to me. I feel like it's definitely important to just sort of, as always, whatever you're feeling is totally valid and just go with you and your experience because that's the only experience you're ever going to have. I also would say that stress doesn't always have to be a terrible thing because I think stress, going down to the hormonal biological function of stress it actually does serve a purpose and that is to kind of like propel you in situations that maybe require a bit more focus and action and attention so of course you will feel stress and not every time do you have a stressful day at work do you need to be like oh my god this is terrible this is the worst day ever like actually sometimes it is just a part of life so again don't be overly concerned about it but In terms of stressful situations, I would say that I am not someone who gets uber stressed very easily. I think I have little circumstances here and there where I feel a sensation of anxiety and maybe like worry about things. I used to get this a lot with um, making appointments and things like that. That would cause me a lot of stress and it's so bizarre because it's literally the simplest of activities but I think sometimes it is the simplest of activities like phoning up the GP yeah oh god it's stressful Mm -hmm. it can be really stressful um and various things like that would cause me stress um now I would say the most recent example of stress as such that I would maybe say that I've had is that um as I've probably mentioned in the podcast I recently got a promotion at work which kind of came about circumstantially because someone else who was covering maternity leave um left for a permanent job so I've been moved up to that position and then I'm also covering another maternity leave at one of our attractions and that means that I came back from furlough in April and very quickly had to take on a whole load of new tasks and only recently did we recruit someone to replace the role that I've moved up from which meant that I was covering a lot of different jobs all at once and so I was just very very busy and I feel like that is the kind of circumstance where I would say that I feel stressed the most because it's just like you don't know what to do with yourself because in reality you've got lots to do but I think sometimes when you've got a really big workload actually you end up doing less than you would do if you just had a normal amount to do because you get really or at least I find that when I'm sort of focused on loads and loads of different things it's so hard to know where to put your attention and so that's where I think I would get the most stressed and I think that's an experience that could be applicable to people both in work in hobbies like if you're managing like various things like YouTube channels podcasts Instagram accounts 
or if you are at school. So my advice for this one would simply be to try and like boil everything down into manageable daily to-do lists, which is literally the most basic piece it's of advice basic, ever. It's basic, but it works. This was going to be one of mine. I always find that mm-hmm. when I get overwhelmed and stressed and I, I can't like see through it, mm-hmm. like I can't visualize what needs to be done. Writing it down is so simple, it but it really works. It really is. And I think I've actually started um, doing something. Well, <laughs> I can't really take the credit for this. I can give this credit to my um, HR department at work. <laughs> when we all started working from home and people were on furlough and all that kind of stuff and people were kind of in and out of the office at various times, they introduced something called the work in progress sheet that you basically had to fill in every single week and basically show what you'd been working on and how far you'd gotten with stuff and what your goals were for the next week then send that to your line manager at the end of the week now that is no longer a thing that they require you to do but I still have the template and so I fill that in for myself every single week and so what I do very first thing on a Monday is I look at last week's sheet see what I had done what I hadn't done and basically set myself a list of everything that I want to get done in the week. I don't have to think about when I'm going to do each of those things, but I think not just looking at it as a day-by-day thing, but giving yourself like a larger view and kind of looking at the bigger picture and thinking about, okay, I've got five days of work. What do I want to and need to achieve over those next five days? And then once I've got the full list ahead of me, it suddenly becomes a lot easier to think, okay, I can tackle this, this and this today. That can be maybe pushed towards the end of the week. This is a major priority. I'm going to be meeting with this person on this day. And I think when I give myself the opportunity to look at the bigger picture it becomes way less stressful and you can start to map things out and so I think if you're feeling stressed kind of opening your view up from like the immediate super stressful busy situation and looking at how you can shift things around to alleviate some of that pressure is kind of what I would do and what helps me to just feel like I can manage my time because usually you do have the time you just don't have the capacity when you're feeling super busy to have like the contextual view of how to manage your time if that makes sense so yeah I definitely agree I think organization I have a file of facts that I it is my best friend (laughs) Um, and I color code it with a like yeah I just love a file of facts it's it's all good Um, and like green is work tasks black biro is like Mm -hmm. to-do list for the day outside of work and pink is like social engagements so you know like me seeing you that'll be penciled in the diary in pink (laughs) so yeah organization I think is always a good way to deal with like work related stress or feeling overwhelmed and I do get that a lot because you've kind of touched on it from that angle I might talk about my experiences with things you can't control because I think with you can get stressed about things you can control which Mm -hmm. I think organization helps and then there are times when you're stressed about things that you cannot control I can think of a couple of examples for this so last year I know I've mentioned this before I lost my job due to COVID mm-hmm. and I was applying for how many jobs? I think I applied for over a hundred jobs. We talked about it a lot and I was like really trying to encourage you to yeah. just keep going. But yeah, you apply for a lot of jobs. It was very, very disheartening. And so there wasn't anything I could do. I was doing all I could. I had to go on universal credit and I want, I feel like I need, I want to keep saying this on the podcast because I want people to know that there is absolutely should not be any stigma around that. When you need financial help, like take it because mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't and have lived you were without literally it. Doing everything yeah you could I could doing everything I could and so I was you know on universal credit didn't know how I was going to pay my rent um applying for a min- as many jobs as I could and I wasn't getting any so the stress was not something that I could control with a to-do list like mm-hmm. it was out of my control and then another example going right back to when I was talking about primary school was when I was younger I had really really bad is it called emetophobia 
but you're scared of being sick, sick. Yeah. like I mean I, I don't like the thought of being sick now but when I was in primary school it absolutely controlled my life like there were days where I just wouldn't go to school because mm-hmm. I was just terrified and that is again it spiraled into other things I began to worry and stress about everything as a result of this and it was all things that I just had no control over like yeah you can wash your hands and stuff like that but to an extent you can't control if you're going to be sick or catch something like no. it, again it was a situation where you just can't control things so for me it has always been I build it up in my head and it's swirling around in there all these things I'm worried about mm-hmm. but then the moment I open up to someone it feels a little bit easier like a problem shared is a problem halved I yeah. remember when I was in primary school Every night before bed, my mum would sit me down on her knee and she would say, what's in the worry book today? And we would talk through anything I was stressed about that day. And as a child, that really, really helped me. Mm-hmm. And now as an adult, like I remember last year, like I actually went home because I had to because I was just that stressed. Yeah. Um, and I opened up to people, I opened up to you, I opened up to my mum and my dad and really kind of just, even if it feels... Like, I mean, obviously in those situations, like last year, that was a big stress. Big stress, yeah. Even if it seems like little and trivial to you, opening it up to someone else and having them kind of rationalise it or mm-hmm. talk through it or offer help in ways that you hadn't considered of, I feel like that is always such a help to me. Yeah. And I really enjoy that like process of opening up and suddenly it feels, enjoy is probably the wrong word because stress, no one enjoys stress, <laughs> but it feels like a weight has been lifted and it is always something that feels scary to do. But once you do it, I think in a lot of situations that we've talked about on the podcast with mental health as well yeah once you open up it feels much more manageable so that Absolutely. is definitely one piece of advice is that no matter how small it feels to you yeah I think the right people in your life will help you to validate that stress but also 100%. work through it so yeah, yeah I was definitely. gonna say like your mum did when you were younger and stuff my mum was like that with my brother he was a big warrior yeah and I sometimes make fun of him now because I'm like nerd but also <laughs> um she was like so good at never like belittling him for anything that he was worried about yeah. or anything like that um, and I think that's so important and something that isn't just applicable to children and like you say like anyone who really cares about you people in your support system will obviously try and talk you down if you are worrying yourself sick about something that you don't need to be worried about but they also won't make you feel silly or bad for being worried because that's something you just can't control and I think just opening up is really important and people will help you and also can help you to gain some perspective because there might be something that you just maybe you're so worried and stressed that you can't see clearly a solution but someone else who's kind of looking at it from a more external point of view might actually be able to say okay well let's do this this and this and start working out of this stress together so absolutely I think just yeah opening up trying to do as much as you can to organize yourself and just figure out like an action plan because I think having an action plan immediately gives you something to focus on and when your mind has something else to focus on it's less focus that it can give to whatever you're stressed about yeah definitely I think perspective is a good point I know when people say put things in perspective it can often seem quite condescending but it is really true I think it works for me sometimes just take a step back and think will I be stressed about this in a year's time? Like, will Mm -hmm. I even remember this? And that often helps because I think sometimes I get so in my own head, I forget how small these things can be. And even though it's important to validate yourself, it is also helpful sometimes to say, what are the big things that I will remember and what are the small things that I won't? So Mm -hmm. I feel like perspective is good. And then also just to round it off, just some small things you can do, I feel like to alleviate stress. Highly recommend going for a walk with a podcast or with a friend like we just talked about like we did today Mm -hmm. going for a walk with your friend or on your own just to kind of reset and appreciate what's around you like Mm -hmm. and also seeing other people 
just going about their day reminds you that actually like you're just one person and it's gonna be okay wow. and everyone's got their own lives it's like a bit existential sometimes when you think yeah. about like gosh there's so many people who you walk past in town who they're living their lives you are not a character in their lives and yet yeah. they are their own main character and you may never see them again exactly oh well we didn't mean <laughs> this episode to give you an existential crisis but I, that is true but a walk, a walk helps get yourself a nice hot chocolate go on a walk um, and also another thing that I find is really nice is to think back to a time where you felt comforted and like for example childhood and make your favourite meal from that time Ooh, that's cute. like if I ever feel really stressed making a big bowl of like dolmio pasta with a mountain of cheese just reminds me of sitting at the kitchen table or another one that I like <laughs> is getting like Neapolitan ice cream do you remember that like oh my God, strawberry yeah. vanilla chocolate putting it in a bowl and then mixing it up and making it like ice cream soup that reminds me of being a child and it comforts me I'm disgusted with I, I was said. watching your facial expression I was like you know, <laughs> I'm a bit of a um I'm not a mixer like if something can be separated I'll separate it so like you know the chocolate bar uh, Milky Way yeah, I would oh, eat gosh. off all the chocolate and then eat the nougat separately. Um, <laughs> nougat? Nugget? I don't know. How do you say it? <laughs> nougat. I don't um, know. Or like an angel slice, Mr. Kipling angel slice. I'd eat the yellow layer, then the pink layer, and then save the icing until oh last. So if I can separate something into different layers, then I will. So the fact that you would mix the three mm. different I mean, flavors. As, as an adult, as a responsible adult, I probably wouldn't, but as a child, I would. So no, see, I think I remember causing my mum a bit of stress because of how much mess I would make with like taking things apart, things that are like too sticky and shouldn't be taken apart, but I just would. <laughs> so. I respect your dedication. Do you have yeah. any comfort meals? I mean, pasta and garlic bread is always a comfort meal. Um, I love a good spag bowl. Yeah, um, spag bowl is a good childhood one. Pizza and chips, beans, anything with beans, really. <laughs> beans. Um, beans. I mean, I eat those meals on a regular basis anyway, so they probably don't give me as much comfort because they don't feel as nostalgic because I've just carried them through my life with me. <laughs> no, I love um, that, though. But yeah, I think stress, perspective... It's all good. You will feel stressed, but you will come out the other side. And one final thing for me is just, like you said, to look back to your childhood for comfort. I would say you could also look back to another stressful situation yes, and think about so true. how you've come out the other side. And so no matter how big the emotion you might be feeling is right now, you will move through and it'll Love be fine. that. I do always think that about last year, I think. If I can get through that, you can get through I can anything. get through anything. And I think that is a really good way to deal with stress. Yeah, love that. You snuck that in right at the end. I did. I thought it was a good On closer. On you, old owl. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> oh, God, let's move on. And on to the Agony Ant section. So this week we are carrying on with the amazing selection of questions we've been getting lately. And the question that we're tackling this week, we're only doing one because it was a big question with lots to unpack. The person who sent this one in gave us a lot of detail, which is super helpful for diving into the question with as much 
as we can give it, basically just giving mm-hmm. it everything we've got. But because it was so big, we're just going to summarise because we may well be here all night if we read out the entire question mm-hmm. and then answer it in full. So without further ado, um, do you want to give us your summarised version of the question? Okay, so I'm going to read out this, the first bit because it says, Dear Emily and Kira, first of all, I really enjoy your podcast and look forward to it every week, which Thank is you. so nice. I will just say, everyone that leaves a question leaves such lovely comments for us and it really does make our day. It does, yeah. It's nice to know that people listen. Like, you know that they listen, but then when someone gives you, like, specific feedback, it's like, oh, yeah. nice. It was like when several people messaged me about the Wondry Hill podcast, I was like, oh, I feel like we're friends, guys. Oh, I really yeah. appreciate this. <laughs> so, moving on to the question. Obviously, I am going to summarise it. So, summarised it? I'm going to be summarised. I'm going to summarise them. Um, it is about... So, this girl is asking us a question. She moved abroad to live with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. who is now her fiancé, so congratulations Congrats, for that. Yeah. Um, and when she got there, she didn't have a job. It was during the pandemic, and he was working, and he was kind of supporting them. Mm-hmm. And at first, she was uncomfortable with this because she really likes to be independent. She likes to, you know, make her own money and provide for herself. But over time, they just came to the kind of conclusion. She really started to enjoy homemaking. She likes to provide, like, at home. Not financially, but at home. She likes to provide for herself and her her fiancé and, like, make the house nice. Yeah. And they came to the conclusion that both of them were happy with the fact that he made enough to support them long-term and she would become a long-term homemaker. So that would be their roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're both happy with this. You know, both equally have had mutual discussions um, and this is the situation that works for them but she's finding that when she brings it up with her friends they criticize her and they make her doubt her situation and they really judge her because they think that like that traditional kind of role of being a homemaker shouldn't exist anymore and they don't really agree um with her decision and she does point out that it is her female friends that tell her this like the her, their male friends don't really make any yeah. conclusion on it they don't make any judgment they just you know they don't comment yeah. um, but it is her female friends that really kind of bring this up a lot and yeah so that I don't know I feel like I have included everything there um she does also say that she does consider homemaking to be a job it might not be a job that you know brings home the money but it is definitely work and it mm-hmm. is definitely a job in her eyes so this is what we are going to discuss and she wants to know how she should respond to their comments and if she should like cling on to these friendships if she should if she should try and maintain these friendships because if they are judging her are they real friends at all so okay. that is our question summarized well, i mean that was, i tried to make what? it brief yeah. but that wasn't even that brief but yeah gosh there's so much to unpack and i will say from a completely authentic and honest point of view um, I don't feel like this at the end of having read this question, but when you started reading this question out to me in full, when we did like the full one, we discussed it beforehand, I did feel a sense of judgment. And like at the very beginning of this question, I was like, oh wow, really? Like you don't want to work at all? You're happy to be a homemaker? And I have to say, I did feel that sense of judgment. I'm not sure if that's something you experienced as well, but I did think, oh really? Is that what you actually want? completely honestly. Now, having read the entire question and reflected on it, I actually started to realise that that was more of a reflection on, first of all, societal expectations, and also my own preferences, which is that I probably do want to continue working and I maybe wouldn't be satisfied with being a full-time homemaker. And so, I let my own personal, like, prejudices influence my opinion on that person and then as I was reading I was starting to think to myself literally why would I care like Mm. I wouldn't actually ever like 
aside from being asked this question in an agony ant format, judge anyone for their personal life, their job choices, or their decision to stay at home. So it was only in the context of being asked advice on it where I'd been like, oh, is that really what you want to do? But in this case, it seems as though the person is really sure yeah, that and that's I think, what makes them yeah, happy. Yeah, they went into it and they really like were, they doubted it yeah. at first and because they wanted to be independent and then they found that they really enjoyed it. Um, I think... In my line of work, I work at a charity and we talk to and work with a lot of parent carers who have had to give up full-time work, obviously completely Mm -hmm. different context because they are being a full-time carer. But I feel like because I've, you know, worked in that kind of context, it's not unusual for that concept of being a homemaker and like staying at home. Um, It comes up more often. So I don't think I felt the same way when I read this, but I can understand like how society does yeah, I think especially, well. like, at our age. Like, yeah. I think, obviously, a lot of people have been to university or have finished school, and, like, throughout your entire school experience, like, it's all about, like, what do you want to be when you're older? And I suppose careers are kind of instilled in us as something that we have to do. And obviously, for a lot of female-identifying people, um, like, when you have children, it's, you know, considered then, oh, it's a bit more acceptable to stay at home because having yeah. children is a job and being a stay-at-home parent is a job. And so I feel like that's kind of, like, the area of your life where people, like, often think, okay, staying at home for a while is more acceptable, um, in quotation marks, because who really decides what's acceptable? Yeah. But I think it is a little bit more unusual to be, like, a younger person who maybe doesn't have kids and have chosen to stay at home. So I think it is... Uh, a slightly more unorthodox choice it's not like the norm but I don't think that that means it's not the right decision because at the end of the day the only two people who this decision concerns is you and your partner you and the person you live with you and the person who is financing the lifestyle and so if you are both completely happy with it then literally that's the only two people that you have to please and I absolutely do agree that like looking after a house and managing Mm. everything is definitely a job and of course if you both had full-time jobs that would be a job that you split between you you know the cooking the cleaning the maintenance of the house all that kind of stuff you would just split it between the people in the house but in this circumstance it just so happens that one of you goes out of the house to do your work and then the other one manages everything else within the house and so I still think it is a relatively equal split of responsibilities it's just definitely it's just working in different ways like one has a direct financial implication but you know both things have to be done and so I think it's certainly a fair way to split things if that's what works for you um Uh, definitely I think I think society because let's not jump into capitalism but capitalism (laughs) you know tells us what is a job and what isn't and this is what I was kind of meaning before when I was talking about um you know working with people that do their job is to stay at home I think society tells us that that's not a job but we from this discussion here we know it is it's just been drilled into us that it's not yeah but it's definitely so much work people just uh, we are instilled money is everything um in society and so we are kind of like pushed towards you know a job is what provides money um which is obviously not necessarily true um so i think that's like the first bit of the the question is that first of all totally valid choice the only people you have to please is you and your partner and my initial kind of like apprehension about it i think is just indicative of that societal pressure that yeah we all kind of fall victim to Um, yeah i think i think it's definitely i think it's good to 
be aware of the way that society influences the way you yeah. think. Because I think that can happen a lot with a lot of topics. And the ability to think something, I always think it's your second thought that is the thought that counts. Yeah. So like the first thought you have is probably what's been ingrained into you. And mm-hmm. your second thought, which is what what we just discussed here, is what you actually think when you develop your own opinion. Yeah, you've basically got to just like look at all of the circumstances and then think, okay, what do I actually really think about it? So yeah, you've yeah. got your first reaction, then you've got your like reasoned and considered response so yeah that's the first thing now looking at your friends the first thing i'd say is that you know maybe their reaction is indicative of uh like a fear that they have about how their life would be yeah. if that, they were in that we were just we were actually just talking about this in our own like discussion about our own lives yeah about how sometimes the kind of judgments that friends make how weird is it that we were literally yeah. sometimes the judgments that friends make about your life decisions are not a reflection of your life decisions at no. all it's a reflection of their own insecurities and it yeah. isn't a you problem it's a them problem like i think that's yeah. pretty common with judgment literally like if you are happy in your life and someone else is making comments that kind of suggest that maybe they're not happy in theirs that literally is just a hundred percent a them problem so don't concern yourself about it if you haven't spoken up about how this makes you feel though then i would say if you value them as friends it could be worth mentioning it and just saying you know I'm happy about this, my partner's happy about this, it doesn't actually affect your life and I feel completely comfortable with this decision. So when you talk about it like this, you just belittle me and it makes me feel bad. Definitely. that gives them the opportunity to reflect on it, maybe think about like the impact that their words are having on you in your life. And it also gives you the chance to see whether or not they take what you're saying seriously and change because there's a good chance that they might sort of reflect and think oh what I was saying and I thought was kind of just like jokey and light-hearted was actually a bit rude and I'm gonna Definitely. stop it but there's a chance also that they may continue saying those things and at that point it might be time to cut the friendship off because then you'll realize that they don't really value what you're saying and you know they don't value your opinion and basically they're just kind of using you to as a sort of like scratching person with their own judgment essentially yeah I think definitely communication is key in all relationships like we always talk about it as a society in terms of romantic relationships but Mm -hmm. communication is needed in all our relationships including friendships and if someone is repeatedly bringing something up that it's kind of a judgment about you or whatever it is if it's bothering you I think definitely there's no like don't feel like you can't voice that I think I think sometimes to voice yeah definitely I think friendships can come out better in the end for voicing these things but it's when you have voiced them if they continue to do so that that is as Kira said the time to consider whether they are a real friend because I know that in my life if friends continually make judgments about me like to me they're not someone that I would want in my life Mm because I don't want to feel that way um it is a very tricky situation and I completely understand your dilemma um it is a really tough one it is because I think obviously as friends it's kind of partially your place to voice your concerns if you think it's in the best interest of your friend like to say are you sure that's what you want or from my perspective I don't know if this is a good thing for you or I've noticed that you're doing this and it's maybe like a bit of an unhealthy habit you know like if you care about someone you want them to be doing something that's right for them but I think there's also a limit because you have the opportunity to say what you think offer some advice and maybe raise a concern but it's that person's life and once you've raised that concern once 
that's your role done because then you've passed it over, they know that you think it, it's up to them to decide what they want to do with it and I think it's after that initial point if they keep on making those judgments and they're just kind of like yeah using you I guess as a sort of someone to belittle and to make themselves yeah. feel better is when it's like are they really a good friend um exactly I think everyone knows themselves and mm-hmm. everyone knows what decisions to an extent obviously like you said it is good when friends do feel like they can come to you with a concern and it shows that they care yeah but to I think most people like know who they are know what's right for them mm-hmm. and I'm really happy that you know this decision's right for you and that both you and your partner are happy with this because I think that's the most important thing that you check in with each other and you both know that it's what you want um it is really unfortunate that your friends have reacted this way I saw an Instagram post the other day and it was talking about you know like smaller things like the music you like or the books you read yeah why do people make judgments about other people's lives when it literally affects them in no way like I oh my god I know I just don't get like, it uh, me and Jay were talking about this the other day um about the Arctic Monkeys the <laughs> band right because Arctic Monkeys brought out the album AM and it was like around 2013 when we were in like year 13 of school and it was super popular I think their most mainstreamly popular album and we went to go see them at Leeds Fest Jay had been a big Arctic Monkeys fan for years and I had kind of like only just found them yeah and um a lot of people didn't like that they became more mainstream because they had previously been like an indie band um, and then they brought out a new album Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino which is very different a little bit weird and in my personal opinion a bit shit compared to what they've <laughs> done previously but so many of their hashtag true fans were like thank god this is gonna put off all of those young teenage girls who only like them because it's popular and I just thought how weird do you have to be to get off on thinking that you're better than someone because you like indie music and girls like something that's popular and it's just like yeah there's just so many people just just... yeah making judgments about other people's lives and choices is not going to impact your own life in any way other than making you bitter bitter. yeah (laughs) bitter bitter is not better no better is not bitter (laughs) but yeah and my, my final thought on this one is that literally no decision that you make has to be permanent like yeah definitely you know, if this is working for you in this season of your life then go for it enjoy your life because you do live just once so make exactly. the most of it. life is do short what works for you. don't let people's yeah. nasty opinions affect Fetch how you it. carry out your life like if you're happy i'm so happy for you that you're happy and keep on doing what you're doing because happiness is the most important thing it really is if you decide later on that you want to have a career if you decide 40 years into a career that you want to change careers literally go for it it's your life and if it works for you and the people that are closest to you and who the decision actually impacts then it's absolutely fine so ignore yeah. any petty friends uh, live your best life do what works you for do you. you um and i think this has been a great lesson to assess our judgments and think yeah. about like why like you say why do we really care what other people do unless it's affecting us it doesn't matter and if those people who we care about are happy then that's all that matters so. yeah i think i think it's so important sometimes to sit back and think why do i think this way and is it what i actually think yeah um and just think through judgments and the fact that we just don't need to have them about other people's lives so congratulations again on your engagement yeah that's very exciting and on living your best life yes because live your best we life. stand <laughs> And thank you for sending, taking the time to type out that question and send mm-hmm. it to us. Because honestly, 
getting so many questions lately, it really brightens our day because, you know, the fact that you trust us with this advice. I know, it just felt like such an honour for people to like be yeah. really authentic and just honest about something that they're struggling with or a dilemma that they're having and to trust us because quite <laughs> frankly, we are not qualified to give you our best advice and we hope that we're... We hope that we do an alright job, but, but thank you so much for sending in the question. As always, if you do have a question, the uh, the anonymous <laughs> agony ant form is linked in the We're Spinning Plates Instagram and also my personal Instagram, which is at a little writer M, and you can find it in both of those places. Um, yeah, and we'll answer some more in the next episode. And this has been a good one. I hope this has felt a little bit more organised. I feel like it has been. Yeah, it's, recording in person is just such a joy. It really is. Wow. <laughs> and on that, that note, time. <laughs> see and you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.